This is the Two Anchors Podcast. I'm Jamie Breen. We got a great show for you today. Cue the intro. Let's go. The Two Anchors Podcast with Jamie Breen starts right now. Hey guys, it's Jamie. Uh, this is the first live video since October 4th. So uh, it's been been about two weeks. And we have some exciting updates. Um, the introduction, the intro you just heard was produced by me and a good friend of mine, Brian Ives, who is helping me behind the scenes with all, all the production. Uh, he's He's been my my great friend since the beginning of my college days at Dean. And uh, we took a lot of production classes together. So we put together this great intro and some different graphics using Zoom, which you can see behind me is the logo for two anchors. And um, Brian is actually behind the scenes right now. And he's helping me broadcast this through Zoom live on Facebook. Say hello to everybody, Brian. Hello, everyone. Great to be here with you as well, uh, Jamie, and great to be able to assist uh, behind the scenes within a technical aspect. Um, I'll mention here quickly um, as well for those that are used to seeing, obviously, this we are now switching over to doing this on uh, Facebook so we can do a live through Zoom. If those of you that have been used to watching this on Instagram, you'll still be able to as it will go up immediately after the live video. We will have uh, upload this to Instagram in addition to all of the other social media platforms uh, that are used for uh, this podcast. You'll be able to find that on uh, through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. For those that are looking for it, it will be uploaded immediately after the initial podcast of this live. We'll have it uploaded for you shortly thereafter. And uh, I'm very excited that you know we've we've been working together and we we got these um new platforms up and running um and i didn't i didn't know it was possible to get my podcast on apple and spotify um so very quickly before i get into the the meat of the show brian can you tell everybody how we did everything with the screen sharing the graphics yes and and uh putting everything on the different platforms yeah absolutely so the well, first off the logo behind both of us behind jamie and uh and my where's that that's the direction oh. That's the direction where Jamie is. <laughs> um, uh, for the logo, my brother actually does graphic design work and he created this wonderful logo that's behind the both of us. Uh, as for the video stuff itself here for our live, we're actually recording this live on Zoom. So therefore, with the way Zoom is able to give us technology here, we're able to do this live video and share the stream with you through Zoom, check through the technology of Zoom. Um, and uh, Therefore, immediately I'll be, we'll be able to, we're recording this here as well on Zoom and we'll be able to share the file with you on, we'll be able to share the file immediately uh, after the live video onto all of the other platforms. So the 
I have a background in all of this stuff. So I uh, have, I built that opening intro you just saw, I built in that deep voiceover was mine at the very beginning after Jamie's voice. Um, and it really, it's a great project to work on here and hoping we'll see. I'll also, I should mention, I'll be monitoring here on Facebook through the entire time. So anyone that wants to contribute anything, the only way that with the way Zoom works is I'm looking at the Facebook Live here on my phone in the back on the off to the side here. So anyone who wants to contribute anything, has any comments about the podcast, wants to mention anything, to uh, to Jamie throughout it, feel free to comment on here. I'm seeing them and I will definitely share them along or if you have questions or whatever you want to say, as long as it's appropriate for this podcast, we will gladly share it live here during the live. Obviously, if you're watching this after the live, you um, either on or listening to it, either on in, watching it on Instagram or listening to it on your favorite podcasting platform, then um, obviously feel free to share your messages with uh, with Jamie and we'll they'll definitely be read. Yes, and you can reach out to me on the Two Anchors Facebook page. You can reach out to me via email. There's the button that's linked to the Facebook page. So if you want to send me a personal email regarding the show, you can go on the Facebook page and click the button, which is at the top of the timeline on the Two Anchors page. You can send me a direct message on Instagram with the two anchors handle, or you can, like Brian said, drop a comment during the live, or you can um, send me a message through Facebook. So there's several different ways to get your comments to us, either during or after the live video. So if there's anything that you want to know, or if there's anything that you are interested with the content that I talk about, uh, you can reach out during the show, after the show, whenever. Um, so thanks to Brian to be putting all this together because, like I said, I took all these classes, but I, I'm more of the creative side. I don't really... I can do all the technical stuff, but it's not really my forte. So I appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for no doing problem. all the stuff behind the scenes to make it possible. It definitely feels a lot more professional now that we have these couple things added. So without further ado, I am going to start today's topic. And today's topic is I wanted to refresh everybody's memory about what happened to me at the beginning of COVID. And if anybody is listening to this for the first time, you everybody knows that I am dealing with kidney disease and I have had kidney disease since I was born, so it was a, it was a result of an injury that happened um, during my mother giving birth to me on June 4th, 1991. Um, there's an episode where I talk about that. It's episode two. 
um, which has the most views so far. So thanks to everybody for watching the episode to get background on me. Um, also, if you're interested in getting more background on me, you can go to Amazon.com where you can find my paperback and Kindle versions of the book called Keep It Wrong. Um, if you want to know more about me growing up, you can watch that episode or you can read the book. Um, it took me about two years to write it. It's about 90 pages. Um, so if you're interested to catch up to where we're about to go today, you can read that book or just watch the episode. It was about, the episode is about 22 minutes. Um, but today I want to talk about where I, where I was at the beginning of COVID. So as everybody knows, dealing with a global pandemic is not a very easy thing to do for anyone. Never mind having to have kidney disease during a pandemic. And so what happened during the beginning of COVID was that all the, all the hospitals in Boston and basically all the specialty departments were shutting down in order to accommodate the people suffering most from COVID. How did that affect me? Well, for the most part, they were stopping testing completely. So what that meant for me is that the people who volunteered to get tested on my behalf for my kidneys had to pause their testing, had to pause all their testing, had to pause all their um, donating blood to try to see if they were a match. Everything that you can think of that goes into making sure a person is an appropriate match was paused. And before COVID, my parents and I had both found out that neither my mother or my dad were a match for my kidneys. So then that left it up to the other people on the list. But with COVID being shut down, well, not COVID, uh, excuse me, with the testing facilities being shut down, everything was on pause. And the people who volunteered to be a donor candidate for me had questions, so they were reaching out to me and my parents, trying to see what the best course of action was. So we would reach out to the hospital to try to get answers, which was also hard because the main priority was obviously COVID. So there was several months uh, there from March until basically June 
when I talked to the head of transplant, um, he said that, you know, we're going to set you up with an appointment with a transplant urologist, um, which is going to make sure that all, all your ureters and, and connections are are hooked up to the transplanted kidney whenever that time happens. Um, so I was originally scheduled to go into Boston for that appointment, but then luckily we were able to get moved to Foxborough, which is more convenient because I live in Easton. And then I went um, to that to that original to that, to that original appointment with the new doctor in June, and he was a nice enough guy, but his infection control and and different things made me uncomfortable, especially during COVID. You know, you, I feel as though you should be extremely careful with being clean, especially when you're when you're meeting a new patient. And you know, he just didn't provide me with that level of comfort I needed. And it's important for people to understand that I've been waiting for this moment since the day that I was born. So I'm gonna try to put this in context uh, for people, but you know, I've had a lot of surgeries throughout the course of my life. And, you know, for the average untrained eye, you know, you might say, oh, you've had plenty of surgery before. You know what this is all about. But every surgery is different. And just because I've experienced surgery before doesn't mean it's any easier. And the thing about surgery is that whatever doctor, whatever medical team is going to be involved in your surgery, you want to have every confidence that they know what they're doing and that they're going to be responsible when they're doing it. And I just didn't get that feeling from this guy. So, next time I saw my nephrologist, who is a great lady, I told her that I needed, I, I needed a second opinion on my transplant urologist. So then I met, met again with the head of the transplant, and I didn't, you know, throw anybody under the bus, but I just said I wasn't comfortable with how the thing went. So, to, to recap, from March to the point when I found out everything was shut down, till June, when I finally got in touch with somebody, I didn't really know what was happening. Nobody really had any answers, except for the fact that COVID was a top priority. Yeah. So, sorry about that. 
Um, so just to recap, from from June until from June until no from March until June, I didn't really have any concrete answers to what was going on, and that caused a lot of you know uncertainty, and it occupied a lot of my mental space. And I would have some good days and some bad days where, you know, I would successfully distract myself from not, from not thinking about the future, from not thinking about the fact that testing was shut down, from not thinking about the fact that we were in the middle of a pandemic. But I have to be honest, there were some days where, where it got the best of me. And I didn't like where I was because some days I would sleep a lot longer than I wanted to and I would get up late and I would be very hard on myself because, you know, as, if you know me at all, you know how motivated I am as a person. So if I waste time, if I don't get up during the time that I want to in the morning, you know, I'm hard on myself. And then if I, something doesn't go right during the day, I spend, I used to spend the whole day thinking about all the time I wasted. And, you know, I had to get myself, I had to get myself in a space, in a headspace where I was feeling better. So, um, I know that back then that wasn't who I am, and, you know, I just thought about how many times I spent motivational speaking, how many times I spent trying to uplift people after my brother's accident, and I was like, I need to get myself back to that point where I'm in a better headspace. So, you know, you know, you can't really go out into the world to do presentations or motivational speaking at the point, at this point. So I had to figure out a way to get my message out there because when I'm being positive and helping others to be positive, it helps me to be in a more positive mental space. So me, in short, me helping others helps me to feel better about myself. So it's a really beneficial relationship when I'm sharing my voice to be positive because it helps me to think more positively. Um, so I started doing Instagram live videos and, you know, people start watching them. And I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. Maybe this is a, an alternative during COVID. As opposed to going out into the community. Um, you know, I like the energy of a crowd. I like the energy of people. I love being in the middle of people. I love being... Um, 
able to feel the energy from the audience, from anybody who is willing to hear me talk. But this is the second best thing. So I poured a lot of my energy into coming up with ideas for a podcast. And before I had all this access to different equipment, I was simply doing Instagram live videos. And now we've expanded to Facebook, Instagram, obviously, and Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So now there's several different ways to watch this. And and I'm very grateful for that. Um, and let's fast forward to the most recent to the most to the most recent um, appointment where I finally got around to talking to the hospital and to talking to the head of transplant and they had to they had to onboard a new doctor because I said um, that I wasn't comfortable with the person they offered me before. So this new doctor who went to school in Chicago, um, Northwestern. I met him uh, over a Zoom call because during COVID, I'm not comfortable going in to a, a in-person appointment. Unless that is completely necessary, which I understand sometimes it is completely necessary because there's some testing that you can only do when you're in person. And I know what I'm going to answer some of the questions I think you might have because I've experienced this before. What do you do when going in is your only option? Well, they had a pretty good system for what you have to do when going into the doctor's your only option. Um, You obviously wear a mask and they have COVID screening questions. Um, And you have to answer them before entering the building. You have to... um, sanitize your hands and you have to be honest about those questions you can't just you can't just overlook those because they're very important not only for yourself but for the other people in the building so you have to take those seriously and you wear your own mask into the into the building, but most facilities will have you change your mask into one of their masks that they provide for you. <coughs> so I, so I thought that that was important for for everybody to know because, you know, telehealth medicine is very useful, but there's only so far that that can take you. You can't get a physical exam 
over telehealth. So there, there is some testing that I will have to go through um, sometime in November, maybe early December, where it will test the pressures on my kidneys and bladder. Um, it's called the Eurodynamics which is important for them to know what's going in, what's going on inside the bladder and the kidneys before they do the transplant. Um, it's a necessary thing. Um, I'm gonna take a pause to check Facebook because I'm not sure if there's any questions. Um, I tried to answer some questions I thought you might have about that, but. Brian, is anybody, yeah, is anybody at the asking moment, any questions? Yeah, so um, at the moment, I'm not seeing anything yet. Um, I am continuing to monitor here. Uh, no questions yet that I can see, but again, keep the questions coming. Keep, keep, if you have any questions or comments at all related, um, feel free to. I'm monitoring it here in the background, so I will continue to watch this, and if there is anything, I will... I'll pass it on to you, but as of the moment, no, there is no additional. Um, because yeah. I just, I just ex tried to explain a very complex thing, and right. so I was wondering if there was any. I'm not seeing any at the moment, but again, that's just a reminder to anyone watching here live uh, with us. We are live here on Face. This is live on Facebook right now. Uh, those of you who are used to watching this podcast know that we used to do it. It used to be over on Instagram. We switched platforms to use Zoom technology. Therefore, we uh, have our, our nice virtual backdrop that you see behind both of us. Um, unfortunately, though, what this does make is that I'm watching the live feed coming through on my phone at the same time while we're here live via Zoom. Um, so I will keep watching this. If you are watching this after the fact on either Instagram or listening to it, as I just dropped my phone there, or listening to it uh, via uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever your um, or whatever your uh, platform of choice is to uh, you, you, to listen to, you can always uh, get back in touch either here on Facebook or message on Instagram. Uh, they are read, and obviously any questions after the initial live video will still be answered too, of course. So, um, but again, I will keep monitoring this right now, and if there are any comments that come through, I'll let you know. All right, great. Because I just explained a very important um, thing, and I was wondering if right. people caught that. So good. I'm going to continue, and if there's anything, just stop me. Will do. Okay. So. So then I finally had the telehealth meeting with this new doctor who, like I said, went to school in Chicago, Northwestern, um, very prestigious medical school. You know, just from that, you can't really, you can't really take that at face value. You can't say, oh, he went to Northwestern. He must be good, whatever. You know, I had to meet him. I had to get to know him, you know, the best I could via Zoom. And he was very friendly. He couldn't, he couldn't have been much older than me. Very young doctor. But still very capable. 
very capable of answering my questions, very capable of reassuring me. He understood where I was coming from because I explained to him my background. He already, he, he already had done his research on me as a patient. So he knew everything from the time that I was born until now. <clears throat> I explained to him my concerns about having a transplant, about going in for testing during COVID. And I actually wanted to share a quick thing because, you know, as much as I explained to him my medical history, as much as I explained to him who who I am from a medical standpoint, my mother also encouraged me to tell him a little bit about myself, to let him know that you're, uh, to your, to, that you're an intelligent person, that you went to college, that you wrote a book, that you play basketball. Let, let, him, let him know a little bit about the human side of you because it's hard for a doctor, somebody who's responsible for your well-being, to really know who you are as a person. And it's important, you might not think it's important, for the, your doctor to know you, you know, you might think that, oh, he comes in, he does his job, he serves a purpose, and that's it. But you want him to pay attention to every single detail so that you know that, okay, when I'm done with doing this surgery, that he knows what kind of life I'm going to go back to. Because I needed him to know that I'm a motivated individual, that I'm a driven individual, that, that I wrote a book, that I went to college at Stonehill, that I did all these things in my life, that I have plans for after my transplant, and that I'm an educated person, and that I want to be involved in every aspect of my care, and that I understand everything. So that, so that he talks directly to me and so that I understand because I'm the one that's physically going through everything. You know, I have a lot of people in my life for support, but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, I am the one going, at the end of the day, I'm the one going through it all. I'm the one getting the transplant. I'm the one that needs to be educated on what's going to happen to me. And I've heard a lot of different stories about what happens to a person after the transplant. And I think from what I heard the difference is night and day. The energy, the enthusiasm. Because keep in mind, I don't know what it's like to have lived any part of my life with fully functioning kidneys. So, I, do, I can't wait to see what it's like to have full energy to be up and bouncing around and 
and to finally not be feeling fatigued for most of the time because in recent years, you know, I have been trying to maintain my energy, been maintaining my level of activity the best I can. You know, I still play basketball. I still work out to the best of my ability during COVID. Um, but yeah, I really wanted him, the doctor, to know who I am as a person, to know what kind of life that I'm trying to live, to know what kind of life I'm going to go back to after this is all over. I really wanted him to know that I'm a smart, educated person and to not pull any punches when explaining this to me. So, you know, I felt great about our visit, about everything that he told me, about everything that he plans to do. You know, it all sounded um, similar to what other doctors have told me. And I just want to say this to everybody who's going through something life-changing. If you're not comfortable with the person who's taking care of you, with your doctor, with anybody responsible for your care, you have the power to change it. And that's what I did. I didn't get anybody in trouble. I didn't throw anybody under the bus. But I did advocate for myself. I said to the people who can make the change, because you have to talk to the right people. I said to the people who can make the change, can you help me to find somebody else? Can I have another option? And yes, I went to them and I said my piece. And I got another doctor. And he, it turned out perfect. Well, as perfect as it can be based on a Zoom call without meeting them in person. And you might say, well, if you're going to have that type of surgery, wouldn't you want to meet them in person and look at them and see their face and gauge their reactions? I would, but not at the expense of exposing myself to a pandemic. And that is something that I was facing. So I'm going to pose a question to you guys. In the comments below, please tell me about your experience with telehealth medicine. Because I want to know that you guys have had positive experiences, that you guys are advocating for yourself. And I want to know that you understand that even though I'm talking about uh, kidney transplant that you understand that if you were to put yourself in my shoes 
that it is in fact relatable because everybody goes to the doctor. Everybody has things that they're worried about during the pandemic. It's only natural to worry about your physical well-being during the pandemic. And going back to what I said before, it's also only natural to worry about your mental state during the pandemic. So, you know, you know how in the beginning I referred to being mentally taxed, mentally stressed, and how it affected my everyday life from basically from basically March until June when I finally got some answers when people finally started opening things back up due to everything being shut down because of the virus. It's important for your mental health because mental health can cause physical damage if you don't take care of yourself mentally. Stress can cause physical changes in your body. And I did research on that, and I know that if you stress too hard about something, it can overtake you. So do your best to manage during the pandemic. Do your best to manage your health, both mentally and physically. Because honestly, from being on here on Instagram and doing the podcast and having everybody reach out to me and having the interaction that's helped me tremendously mentally during this time. Um, and I hope that everybody is finding simple ways to be positive, um, doing stuff positive for your mental health and your physical health. Um, It's very important, and I, I've changed the way that I feel from the beginning of the pandemic until now. I have more clarity. I have more confidence in my doctors, and I am doing something on a daily basis to create positive content and to bring it to you guys and to hope hopefully make positive change, even though it might be slow, even though, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. There's a lot of things in the world right now that if you turn on the news, if you turn on your Facebook notifications, if you scroll your news feed, there's a lot of things that could tear you down. There's a lot of things that could ruin your day. So please don't let it... Please don't let it, because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. Where I am in Massachusetts is currently still red. It's still, it's a red area. There's kids in college who may not even be able to go back to their campuses again this year. We're in the middle of election year, and there's a lot of uncertainty around that. Um... I'm just grateful that I got my answers, that I'm confident, as confident as I can be based on my telehealth visit with this doctor. And you can, you can see 
from my talk today where I was at the beginning of March to where I am now. And clearly that's in a much better headspace. I feel like I'm making better use of my time. I feel like I'm, I'm more positive and I'm more energetic. So thank you guys for joining me today. And please reach out to me uh, because this podcast is really the reason, well, one of the main reasons why I am able to share my story going through this kidney transplant, going through my experience with COVID, and I hope this helps. I hope you guys enjoy me coming on here every week or as often as I can, and I hope that you will follow me. I hope that you will follow this podcast, and I hope that it's helpful to everyone. And lastly, before I go today, um, I wanted to share a quote with you. And it's for anybody who's feeling stuck. There is much in store for you to experience. Don't let one chapter of your life define you. You will prosper and feel more joy than you ever have before. Believe in the positive. You are blessed. And that's what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to help everybody believe in the positive during this uncertain time, both for me personally and for the world. For the world, for the United States, and for Jamie Breen personally. And, and trust me, I understand where people are coming from. I appreciate that for the most part, people I come in contact with are being safe and responsible. And I hope that everybody can, continues to do that because at the beginning of the pandemic, everybody had this attitude that said, let's help each other, let's be there for each other. And then as we sort of flattened the curve, that mindset, that attitude went away. Why did it go away? Why? Because we still need it. We still need it. Same attitude. You think that we needed only to help each other for the first month? No, we need to help each other that same way still right now. So think about others before yourself. And yes, we flatten the curve, but it's getting bad again. So be mindful of others. And... Stay anchored, guys. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed today. I hope it was very helpful to you. Uh, thanks again to Brian for running everything technically behind the scenes. And we'll see you next time. That was another episode of the Two Anchors podcast. Be sure to follow us on all our social media, including Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify. Until next time, stay anchored. See ya. See ya.